Christy and I have, um, we're not even watching any movies or TV except for preaching. That's all we're watching. All, all the time. You should see my legal pad at home. I'm just taking notes, taking notes, taking notes. It's, it, my, my legal pad is getting full because that's all we're watching. Um, and, and let me tell you something. I want that. I want that. I've got to have that in my life so that I can continue to maintain what Jesus wants me to do. And, and let me tell you something. God is faithful because, it, let me give you a scripture in, in, in Ephesians 4. Um, it's not even in the sermon, but I want to tell you, verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, that you be put on to the new man, which after God has created in righteousness and true holiness. Isn't that amazing that it doesn't say just holiness, but it actually says true holiness? That's where God wants us. That's where God wants the church. That's where he wants Braxton County. That's where he wants you and me to live in our private life. How is our integrity? Integrity is not measured what a man does in public, but what a man does in private. I preached to you last week how to become blessed so that you can be a blessing in part one. And then uh, what I did was on podcast and what I did on Facebook is I covered that throughout the week. And I went a little deeper with everybody. Uh, and if you haven't listened to it, I encourage you to to go to podcast or go to uh, Google Play or, um, or you can even go to um, Spotify and be able to catch all of the podcasts that, that have been done this week. And, and it's the weekly sermon just deeper going into the process. See, God is looking for an obedient heart, someone that will diligently seek Him. Just kind of go back and just get you where we are today. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he that is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The word diligently means to, to be constant in effort to accomplish something. The question is, is how many people in this place or watching online today want to be blessed? I want to be blessed, I want to be blessed, but the only way to be blessed is for us to diligently seek the will of God. When you get into part two of the message today of how to become blessed so that you can be a blessing, the second part is so you can be a blessing. That's the next part. So how, so now that we've, We've got into the part of how to be blessed. Now we need to dissect the part about how we can be a blessing. When you think about being a blessing, you can be a blessing by calling somebody and giving them a word from heaven. When you are blessed, when you are wanting to be a blessing, that may be a financial obligation or a financial need that you're blessing, that you're giving money to. I, I have changed my prayer around just a little bit. You know, from saying, God, I just pray in Jesus' name that, that for debt reduction, I'm praying, God, for the church to be paid off, for the school to be paid off, for our house to be paid off, and, and going down the list. Now I'm asking him, and I'm saying, Jesus, I thank you for the money that you're going to give me to be able to pay off my home, for me to be able to pay off the church, for me to pay off the school. I am believing, and I because you know what? I know. I, I, I told you last week that I'm not going back into a bank, even though I worked for a bank for a long time. I'm not going back into a bank for a loan ever again. You know why? Because God owns it. 
God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. All I got to do is tap into it, and I'm going to show you some ways to do that. I'm not saying you have a lack of faith if you go to a bank and you borrow money. I'm not telling you that. What I'm telling you is what I am doing. Because 1 Peter 5, 8, we cannot be a blessing if we're up to debt in our, to our eyeballs. We can't. The church can't be a blessing if we're up to our eyeballs in debt. Here's the key. 1 Peter 5, 8 says this. I'm going to preach to you a few minutes. Be sober-minded and alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Here's the question. Are you that someone that he is wanting to devour? I, I read in the class this morning over in Ephesians chapter 4, and I, and I think I shared with you just a little bit ago about this, that we, in verse 27, neither give place to the devil. You have to understand something, that because the Spirit of God dwells inside of you, did you know that the Holy Ghost is more powerful than the devil? And the Holy Ghost lives inside of you, which means that we are more powerful than the devil. Then why are you letting him buffet you? Why are you letting him lie to you? Why are you letting him tell you things? We have to renew our mind. I just gave you that scripture in, in, in Ephesians chapter 4, 23. And renew your, your spirit. Renew your spirit in your mind. Because you're the new man. <coughs> if the devil is seeking someone to destroy, should Christians start seeking someone to bless? Because, see, we should be, and, and correct me, and it's probably, you've probably not heard this very much, but let me tell you something. Because of the Holy Ghost inside of us, we have the authority to cast, to push back the spirit of darkness. We have the power to push back the spirit of darkness. We have the power to raise the dead. We have the power to heal the sick. <clears throat> so if the devil is seeking someone to destroy, then we should find someone to bless. And I'm not necessarily talking about with money, but I'm talking about someone who is sick. I'm talking about somebody that you can have a Bible study with. <laughs> somebody that you can help. What the enemy will do is try to tie your life up so much in debt and in burdens and in sickness to where you cannot be a blessing to anyone. He can make you so angry inside to where you cannot be a blessing to anyone. Are you with me? That's why we must have a surrendered life. If you have a surrendered life over Jesus, you, allow, you, you, you give it all to him, and, and you are letting the Holy Spirit speak to you, then I guarantee you, you will be a blessing to someone. How many times have you went by a car that was broke down and the hood was up, and it was an elderly woman that was sitting there beside the car, and you drive by and you say, well, bless her, Lord. You could have been the blessing. <clears throat> but we're so busy 
The Bible says, given it shall be given. Do you think that's just with money? I don't. I think it's more than that. I think, you know, given it shall be given. That, that means your time. That means doing something. And, and, you know, and the thing about it is, you don't have to always put it on Facebook where, what you're out doing. There you go. There's your blessing right there. It's like you're getting ready to raise the dead, and you just want to, before you raise the dead, you, you, you just, like, reach your phone up there with the, with the, with the and, and, and smile. Tell the dead person to smile. Say, I'm getting ready to raise you from the dead. That's where we are on social media today. Everybody wants to know what you're doing. We need to have a surrendered life. Allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to us on a regular basis. Let me give you a scripture over in 2 Corinthians. Go there with me. I asked Emmett today. I gave this Emmett, I gave Emmett this Bible, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago. And I texted him because this Bible was on my mind today. And I said, can you bring that Bible back to me and let me preach with it today? And I tell you what, I can't just hardly put it down because I've been going through some of my old notes in there. And I thought, wow, that's really, that's really good stuff. I've given away two Bibles in my life. Gave one to Emmett and I gave my Thompson Chain Reference Bible to Eric Payne. Man, I hope you guys are using this thing. Because, man, it's got some good, good things to it. Well, listen to this. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verses 8 through 11. And God is able, say able, to make all grace abound toward you, that you also, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work, as it is written, he, hath dis- he, he has dispersed abroad, and he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. He says in verse 10, he says, Now he that ministers seed to the sower, but ministers bread from your food, and multiplies your seed sown, and increases the fruit of your righteousness. See, this is where the, the church has trouble. The church has trouble because you don't think you're righteous. You don't think you're holy. Because you say, well, I'm just a poor old wretched sinner. No, you're not. If you're saved, if, you, if, the, if you're, you're baptized in the Holy Ghost, and, and if God works with you, and, and, and your name is written in heaven, you're righteous. Don't you let the devil lie to you and tell you that you're not righteous. Because you are. Put it back on him. Tell him he's not righteous and nor will he ever be. Well, I'm, we're just all sinners. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. It's contrary to the word of God. He says, being enriched in everything and all abundantful, which causes thee to be thanksgiving to God. 
There is not one part of that scripture that tells you that you're supposed to be in in despair. Every scripture that I read right there is talking about you abounding, talking about you being what God wants you to be. And let me tell you something. In John 10, 10, it tells us the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus says that I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So I put it back to you today. Are you living the abundant life? Well, you're not going to if you're not diligently seeking the will of God. If Facebook has your heart and God doesn't, where are you? Where are you with him? See, Deuteronomy chapter 28 and 2, the New Living uh, Translation says this. It says, and you will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. I don't know about you, but I'm blessed. You know why I'm blessed? Because the Bible says that I'm blessed. Because the word of God says that I'm blessed. I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. I am the lender and I'm not the borrower. I used to be the lender. Those are promises from heaven. But if we go kicking down the can. See here's the thing that we have to understand. There is nowhere in the word of God that tells you and me that we need to be dry. There's no place in the scripture that tells us that we need to be, uh, that we need to be despaired. There's nothing in the Bible that talks about that. Every place in the Bible it tells us that we are victorious. We are victorious because of Christ Jesus. You can walk in victory. You can take your finger and stick it in the devil's nose and tell him what to do. Do you, are you aware of that because of the Holy Spirit? It's bigger than Satan that you can literally tell him what to do. You can rebuke him back to hell where he belongs. You can rebuke sickness back to hell where it belongs. You can rebuke it and it goes back to hell. You say, well, I've tried. Well, I have a buddy of mine used to say the word try is failure with honors. There is no trying with Jesus. Jesus didn't say, well, I'm going to try to go to the cross. He says that you will experience all the blessings if you obey the Lord your God. And that's Deuteronomy 28 and verse 2 in the New Living Translation. Now let me, under, let me, let me help you here and, and to understand this. He says, if we obey God. Now can we obey God 24-7? Absolutely we can obey God 24-7. Here's the thing. I don't want to miss out on any blessing. We need to get our, our, our flesh so under submission that it's hard to sin. That it's hard to sin. That you almost have to force yourself to sin. Because you have the word of God hidden in your heart so much that you cannot sin against God. Not that you won't, but that you won't and you cannot. Because you're doing what he commanded us to do. Now, 2 Corinthians 9, 9, and the King James says this, as it is written, he hath, he, I've said that already, I want to I go back and I want to catch number 9 again. 
for he freely shares, for he freely and, give, and gives us generously to the poor their good deeds, and he will remember it forever. Being enriched in everything in bountifulness, which calls us to be thankful to God. Our God is so faithful. He's a good God. I can't help but love him. I know a lot of you get confused sometimes with some of these scriptures. So what I've done is I have, I sat down last night and I typed out a bunch of go-to scriptures. And and these go-to scriptures that I typed out are scriptures that I can go to at any particular time, even when I'm uh, in a, uh, think that I'm in a struggle or I'm going through this or I'm going through that. I can go to a scripture or when I think that things aren't working the way I think, then I can go to Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the thoughts uh, that you think towards me, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, but to give you an expected end. Let me tell you something. Do not let the devil have any reign in the book that Jesus is writing for you. Devil doesn't, the devil does not write your chapters. God does. Your destiny does not change because of a death, and it does not change because of a sickness. It does not change because of the coronavirus or the next plague that comes after it. It does not change. Your destiny is sealed to the day of redemption. And here's the thing. I don't want to die until my destiny is complete. You have a destiny. Well, I... I know, but it just, I never seem to get anywhere with God. It just seems like that I struggle all the time and all the time and all the time. Here's the thing. I want to give you something. There is no place in the Word of God, and correct me if I'm wrong, that says that you're to struggle. Well, I'm just struggling. I just feel empty. I had a person text me the other day, and they said, pray for me because I just feel empty. Oh, boy. Let me see. I may have deleted it. I want to read it to you. I want to read it to you if I still have it here. Oh, I still have it. I still have it. Now, understand something. That this is something at 7.15 in the morning. 7.15 in the morning. person said I feel empty here's what I said I'm not going to repeat what this other person said but I'm just going to give you my part I said we are praying Monday through Saturday at 8 p.m. we do it on the phone where people can uh, that people attend our church and people who don't attend our church and it's changing lives we would love to have you be a part of it with us I told this person I said you are anointed no matter if you don't feel anointed. The devil has no power over you. 
You are a child of the Most High God. And then I said, let me give you a scripture. Luke chapter 10, verse 19, Behold, I give you power to tread over serpents, over scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 7.15 in the morning. They say, well, preacher, you're not supposed to be preaching until after you have your first cup of coffee. I drink decaf. Look at this part, and here's what I, and I, and I, on what it says. And I says, over all the power of the enemy, all that ought to make you run and shout that you have power over all the enemy. Over the enemy, hallelujah. He can't hurt you. The Holy Spirit that lives inside of you is more powerful than the devil. I said, you rebuke him in the name of Jesus. You don't have to struggle. I said, the devil's fingers are bony and it trembles to the name of Jesus. He has absolutely no power over you. None. Seven fifteen in the morning, and I'm preaching. I get a, I get a text the other day. I, uh, see, you all don't get to hang around with me all the time. It, it, it really would be good sometimes if if some of you could could go with me some of the places that I go, and people call me and they say, "Will you come and pray over this person or pray over that person?" And, and, and so I, I I went to a person's home, and, and and there were a lot of people in this home that I went to, and, and so it was like I went for one specific thing to pray for somebody over. Well, you know, it's like when somebody wants prayer, then another person wants prayer, and another person wants prayer, and this person wants prayer. And, and so this, this person comes to me, and, and she's weeping. And, and I said, why are you weeping? And she said, she said that I have had miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage. she says that I want to have a baby. I says, okay. And I prayed over them. I get a text the other day that she has conceived. You know why? Because the power of God works through his believers. Because he said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And he said, greater things will you do. Let me tell you something. Ain't no devil, ain't no demon going to tell me what to do. You say, well, that's kind of arrogant. Well, it's okay because I can back it up because the Holy Ghost lives inside. It's the Word. Well, you know, you should be more humble. and, and uh, Oh, I am. I want to like hide underneath a, a pew when God does something. But here's the key. He can do that in you too. He can use you to pray for somebody. Uh, let me tell you something. I was in South, uh, South America getting ready to, uh, to, to, to get on the southbound plane, baby. We're headed home. And a person calls me and they say, can you stop by our house before you go to the airport? And I'm thinking... Okay, this must be a kingdom connection. You got to be there three hours before. 
I've been stuck in the Columbian airport before. It's not fun. Soldiers running around with guns and all this kind of stuff. People speaking all kinds of different languages besides yours. I hate this dude. I'll never forget it. I paid $100, Sandy, to change my trip to come home a day earlier, and I still didn't get home a day earlier. And I didn't get my 100 bucks back. I'm in South America, I'm in the airport, and you start to hear the, the Colombians talking in Spanish, speaking in the unknown. I didn't have the interpretation. This guy comes up to me. And I looked at him, and I thought, my God, he's going to kill me. <laughs> I mean, just he just looked that type. You know what I'm saying? He just looked that type. And he, he, he told me, he said, you speak English, uh, you, you speak Spanish? I said, no, Espanol. Well, here's the thing. If you say no, Espanol, then you really kind of do speak a little Spanish. Yeah, just a little bit of it. I know where the, I know how to say baño and agua and what's what's up is kumasta. I'm walking through town. Hey, what's up, kumasta? It's like that crazy nut. Who is that guy? So this guy starts interpreting to me what's going on with the plane. Something wrong with the door. So I'm thinking, okay, here's how my brain works, all right. He's really not telling me what that person's really saying, but he's going to get me out somewhere in a desert somewhere, in a jungle somewhere, and he's going to get me. He stayed with me the whole time. We even had fried chicken together. Do you know they have fried chicken in Colombia? And it's good. Do you know that we all ended up at a, at a hotel that night because we couldn't get home? So we're in Miami Beach. Finally get off the ground and finally get back to, back to, uh, Colum or back to Miami Beach. And, and uh, we're there. And the guy is sitting in the restaurant because they gave you food vouchers. And so I, and I'm by myself. I, Christy didn't go that trip. And I go in and he's sitting by himself. And I have dinner with him. I said, can I sit with you? And he said, yeah. And I sat there and had dinner with him. Shared the plan of salvation with him. Never been to the United States ever. He was on his way to Kansas uh, because he had a friend of his that was in Kansas. But let me tell you something. Here's the key. Here's what we have to understand. And why I told you that story, I can't tell you. But maybe it's for somebody. But one thing that I have learned in life is that when God puts somebody in your way, puts somebody there for you to share Jesus with, even maybe they don't look like you think. Let me ask you something. What does a Christian supposed to look like? I was going through Taze Valley yesterday, and there was a guy that was running. He didn't have his shirt on, and he was like, he was like probably 70, and he, I mean, the, the guy was like Bill. He had long hair down to here, and, I, and he had his sunglasses on. He was like one of those cool 70-year-old guys. And you know what? I drove by him in my car, and I, I looked at him, and he didn't hear me. I said, yo, dude, 
I said, you're cool. It's like, what's a Christian supposed to look like? Well, you know, we only want to reach this kind of person. We only want to reach the, the people, that, the money people, so that we can keep the church going. And, and we want to reach this kind of person that, that has a nice home and drives a good car and all this kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. People put on their signs at the church. They say, everyone's welcome. That's a lie. Jesus died for all of us. He died for all of us. I'm not dying until I fulfill my calling. And let me tell you, the word says in Luke 10, 19, he says, Behold, I give you the authority to trample over serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. Church, it's time for us. It's time for us to be part of this last move of God and this revival and to not be afraid. We are not to be afraid. We have went to sleep. That's why abortion is legal. We have went to sleep over some of these things. It's time for the church to speak up and not be afraid. See, the Holy Spirit gives you the advantage. The Holy Spirit that lives inside of you holds more power than any devil and any demon. Understand something, the Holy Ghost, the dunamis power that Acts chapter 2 talks about is within us. I want to tell you, none of the gifts of the Spirit ever worked until the baptism of the Holy Spirit in my life. They, they didn't work. They, you know that you talk about the nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. But when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues, let me tell you something. Then God started working. He started moving. Let me tell you something. You can pray over the sick, and the Bible says they may get better. What's it say? They shall. They shall get better. And you don't have to accept anything that the devil tries to lie to you over. Don't accept it. I'll give you one final scripture here. 1 Corinthians 15, 15:57, it says this. It says, but thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know what that tells us? That means that you don't have to fail. Because you have the victory. That means that you're not a failure. Because let me tell you something. I'm on the winning team. I am a more than a conqueror, the Bible says, through Christ Jesus. On your own, no. But through Christ Jesus, we are more than conquerors. It's time for the church to walk that way. Stop tucking your tail every time the devil goes boo to you. Because you have the authority because you have the Holy Ghost and you have the whole armor of God that's on you and you're able to stand against the wiles and the schemes of the devil <clears throat> I heard Jonathan uh, Shuttlesworth say this the other day and I wanted to pass this along to you God is not the author of the storms Well, I'm just going through a horrible storm in my life. God is not the author of the storm. Let me, let me tell you why. Let me, give you, let me tell you why. 
Matthew 28, 23 through 28. They get in the boat, horrible storm. Jesus is asleep. The disciples, they're taken on water. I wondered if Jesus' pillow was, was wet, you know, from the storm. And, and, and so he, they wake, he wake him up. He's all ticked off. Who likes to get woke up from a nap? Even if you're the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He says, why do you lack faith? He rebukes the storm. Now, here, here's, the, here's the reason why I tell you this in closing on this thing. It would be ludicrous for Jesus to get in a boat to go across the sea and God create a storm to shipwreck his son from going over and immediately when he lands he addresses a man who is demon possessed so who do you think started that storm it wasn't God Satan didn't want Jesus to get across the sea to free that man who had been tormented for years and had a family. Do you know that the enemy will try to shut you down? If he can shut you up, he will shut you down. Let me tell you something. You don't ever give up because God is there. How many people have a boat? few people have a boat. Let me ask you something. You ever hear that song, Jesus is my anchor in the storm? Who in their right mind drops an anchor in a storm? Think about that. Drop that anchor, honey. We're going to stay right here in the middle of it. It's like, I'll never forget this news story that was on Channel 8 News years ago. It was, a, it was a car. The person was okay. But it was a car, and it showed the front license plate. It said, God is my co-pilot. car was mangled. And I remember walking through the house and seeing that and looking at Christy. I said, I said that person should have let him drive. Don't drop your anchor in the storm. Don't stick around in the storm. There's drama in the storm. Get out of that storm. Press through. You have the power to overcome anything that the enemy throws your way. So you want to be a blessing? diligently seeking. Put him in first place. Put him in first place. That's where he needs to be. Keep seeking the will of the Lord. God's faithful.
Is he not faithful? Can you not stand to your feet? God is faithful. Always faithful. Bible says, lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. Go do that right now to somebody. Somebody that you feel in your heart is struggling, go over and put your, put your hands on them and pray for them. Somebody that you, you just feel led to go pray for somebody right now, just go over to them and pray for them. Pray for them right now. It doesn't matter if you're a visitor. It doesn't matter who you are. As long as you're, as long as you're blood bought by Jesus, you go over and pray for that, uh, pray for that person. Pray for that person that God will help them. Pray for that person that, and rebuke that sickness off of them. Whatever it might be because you have the power of the Holy Ghost in you. You say, well, why aren't you doing that? Because I've seen it. Go pray for somebody. Go pray for somebody. The same Holy Ghost that I've got, you have. Be obedient. Go pray for somebody. Make his face shine upon and be gracious to the Lord turn face toward you. Thank you, Jesus. Go pray for somebody. Go pray for somebody. Go pray for somebody. Let me ask you something. You may not you may not be saved. You may not be a Christian. Let me tell you, Jesus is coming soon. You do not want to miss heaven because hell is a long time. And, and let me tell you, you don't want to go to hell. Nobody wants to go to hell. And I encourage you right now, right now, if you're not saved, if you're not saved and you want to hit this altar and you want to come and accept him into your heart and life, I encourage you to do that now. The Bible tells us the only way that we can make heaven is if we're born again. We've got to be born again. So tonight, today, if you're not where you need to be, the main, the main miracle that could take place is your salvation. Would you come to him? Come to him, would you? died today, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? If you died today, would you go to heaven or would you go to hell? If you knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that you would split hell wide open, could you step out right now? Could you step out right now? Step out right now and accept him into your heart and life. Would you do that? God does not want you to go to hell. Well, I think I'm okay. Well, if you've got to ask that self, yourself that question, I think I'm okay, then you're not. Come to him. Amen. 
come to him? Well, I just got to wait and clean up a few things before I get saved. That's the mistake. That's a lie from the pits of hell. You come to him just as you are. Just as you are. No, if you clean, yeah, if you were cleaned up, you wouldn't need God. Do you need him? It doesn't matter how young you are or how old you are. You can come to Jesus. Some of you want to come up around the altar and just worship him. I encourage you to do that. You just want to step out, turn that up just a little bit, Andy, and let's just step out and, and just begin to worship him just a little bit. Can we not before we go? Is he not worth our time to where we can give him a little time and praise him because he's worthy? How good you are, God. Oh, we worship you, God. I pray people feel the Holy Ghost around this altar so strong. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. So strong, Jesus, so strong. The name of Jesus. How worthy, how worthy, how worthy. <laughs> Others want to come and just worship Him. Oh, He's a wonderful God. He's for you, not against you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. that overflow that he cannot contain that he cannot contain in the name of Jesus 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 he loves you he loves you he loves you oh he loves you Jesus, the name of Jesus, healing from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. 
In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, miracles to take place through this girl's hands, Father, in Sandy's hands, Father Lord, that she lays hands on the sick and they shall recover. Father Lord, people that are discouraged, she'll bring encouragement to them. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I pray, Tori, in the name of Jesus, call you forth in the name of Jesus to do miracles, to do miracles, to see captives free, to see the brokenhearted healed in the name of Jesus. I just pray for the sensitivity of the Holy Ghost to be on Tori in the name of Jesus. Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Oh, just worship him. Call out his name, how worthy he is. There's no one like you, God. No one like you, God. Worthy, oh Lord, you're worthy. The altar's open to come and get saved. Where are you with him today? Where are you with him today? I won't make heaven if I don't get right with him. Come to him, would you? Come to him. Come to him right now. Just bow down where you are. Some of you are already close to the altar. All you have to do is just kneel. You don't even have to kneel. You could do it right there, but come before the Father. Come before the Father. In the name of Jesus, we worship you. Worthy. Worthy. Worthy, worthy, worthy. In the presence of my enemies. Worthy, worthy. I raise a hallelujah. Oh, we raise a hallelujah to you, Jesus. Louder than the unbelief. I raise a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. Speak to it in Jesus' name. up a little bit, Andy. It's good.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for who you are. Above every name, we praise you. Every name, we worship you. We worship you, Jesus. We praise you, God. We raise up a hallelujah. Church, go to bed with your, with your sword bloody tonight. Go to bed with your sword bloody tonight. Got to have the word. That's the sword. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sandy and Tori, go over there and pray for Barb's knee. If you don't mind, just you and Tori go over there and pray for her needs. Jesus, 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 lift, put your hands back towards towards where Barb's sitting, and, and curse the spirit of infirmity. Command that knee to line up to the will of God and be healed in Jesus' name. Devil, you have no authority there in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, Holy Ghost. Knee line up, cartilage line up, bone line up in Jesus' name. Jesus' name, Jesus' name. The name of Jesus. Name of Jesus, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Now, Barb, I want you to start walking. Sandy and Tori, stand behind her while she walks. Pray till it gets better, in Jesus' name. Take off walking. Take off walking till the limp is gone, in Jesus' name. Just put your hands on her and pray over Pray over in Jesus' name. Church, lift your hands towards heaven. Father, we are determined. We are determined that the devil's not having that knee in the name of Jesus. We're determined. We're determined. Loose your hold off of that knee. Pain be gone in Jesus' name. Knee, line up to the will of God and be healed. Hallelujah. Take it. Thank you, Jesus. No, hallelujah. John said we don't have to put up with it. Now let her walk on her own. Let her walk on her own. We refuse. Lift your hands towards Barb and pray. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Pain is gone in Jesus' name. Pain is gone. Knee is, we don't have to stand for it. We curse the devil in Jesus' name. Command it to go in the name of Jesus. Set free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The devil has no power. Just begin to raise your own hallelujah. I can't do it for you. Hallelujah. 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 Set free. 
done in the name of Jesus. People say, well, why, why didn't you go pray for her? Look, you have the same power in you to raise the dead that I do. I'm not the hero. God is. God's the hero. I'm not. God is. He's the hero. He's the one that needs to be praised. We praise you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Turn that up. Hallelujah. The enemy is defeated. Hallelujah. You got some help today? Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Let me tell you something. The church, uh, a church that prays together stays together. Get with us on, on, on prayer tomorrow night starting at 8 o'clock. We've, we've done it for five, five weeks maybe now, and we're praying six days a week. We have got to see God do things in this town and in our lives. And let me tell you, prayer is the key. We can never stop. We can never stop. We can never stop. No turning back. Because we're pushing back the spirit of darkness. Don't think for one minute that your prayer is not helping when you're on that call and you're praying. Because God is faithful. Continue to pray for Carlos and Brenda. Good morning, Carlos and Brenda. Good afternoon, Carlos and Brenda. Jesus, I pray you touch his, touch his lungs and touch his, from this cold. Sinuses be clear in Jesus' name. Heart function as it should. 
name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Church, don't back down. They're going to try to shut us again, uh, shut us down again one of these days. We can't back down. We will not back down. We're not backing down. No doubt. You're getting about as bad as me, J.D. You know why? 